And it breaks my heart to see you happy without me. All right, guess what? It's another romance episode. This time, I'm fortunate enough to have one of my dear friends with me just to talk about our relationship with relationships. If you've listened to Coach of Cuffing season, you'll probably hear a lot of the same uh, ideas, segments, sentiments, feelings repeated a little bit for the sake of the conversation. But guess what? That happens. And this is all part of the growth process. So if you don't want to hear it again, you probably shouldn't listen to this episode. However, there's going to be a whole bunch of new insights. So you probably should listen to this episode. And it's going to be a little bit longer than the usual ones. You know how I get when I have guests. We don't know how to act and we end up chatting. But either way, it's going to be a great time. So please, thank you for tuning in. And I do hope you enjoy. Okay, I'm here with my dear friend, Zora. Zora, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello, my name is Zora. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm great. I'm chilling out. Um, So as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about our relationship essentially with relationships. The first overarching question that we're going to address is, um, well, no, I'm going to intro it better. Basically, we're both single and we have been for a little bit and um, it can be hard. You'll hear a lot about, you know, college educated women, especially black women, um, Oh, like I don't find anyone who's on my intellectual level or my emotional capacity level, whatever the case is. And we kind of find that to be a little bit true. Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a tad. Um, But the, I guess the question that we're going to get at is if there is a subconscious desire to be with a partner who you feel is on your level or do we sometimes, again, subconsciously look for people who are not necessarily on our level but have the potential to get there do we look for someone who is on a level that we aspire to be and you know how has that been reflected in our dating habits friend (laughs) well um okay there's a lot to unpack here (laughs) um so i am single i don't think i've ever been in something that i'd consider a serious partnership Um, and I guess speaking from that standpoint, I guess some people would see it as a lack, but because I help my friends so much in their relationships and, you know, we all talk, like, I understand like what's going on. There's a lot that I'm very glad I'm not experiencing. (laughs) Let's put it that way. (laughs) Um, I think it all depends on who you're talking about and the way you're perceiving it. So some people are always out to, I guess, be the bigger person or to one-up their partner or something like that. Um, But they're also trying to do that with their friends and their relatives. So I think it's important to see the way people are navigating in their other relationships before you start talking romantic. Um, That's an important point. (laughs) Yeah. That's the dating aspect, I think. I think people today don't date enough. But no, seriously, um, there's a lot of confusion about what is a relationship, what's not. A lot of people are in a big rush to be in something that they want to call a commitment. Um, I'm no stranger to that, but I also do recognize the value in legitimately getting to know someone before you get into a relationship with them because the time to learn about the things that you like and don't like about them is not while you're in a committed relationship. The time to do that is beforehand. And then you make that decision to go further. And then you learn, I guess, you know, less aggressive information, but you know, you're not supposed to learn about the red flags while you're in the relationship. You're supposed to see those prior to, but we don't really give ourselves. And I say we, as just like, I don't want to say this generation, but just like people in general who are excited for a relationship typically don't give themselves that time to learn about someone beforehand and then you end up in a short-lived relationship because you know you just were so quick to have a girlfriend or have a boyfriend and you didn't realize that neither one of you were actually prepared to take that next step right and again like you said this isn't specific to anybody everybody does this you know it's not but i think 
I, where it becomes frustrating for the person doing it and everyone around them, okay, you've done this before, you see it didn't work for you, why are we not doing something different? And that's where my problem lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether you're talking about this or anything else, if you've experienced something once or twice, maybe even three times, everybody learns at their own pace, but you're acknowledge this, look at this, don't do it again, maybe? <laughs> you know? Perhaps. No, definitely. And, uh, wow. It's so it's so easy being on the outside looking in because we can sit here and say, yeah, you know, learn from your mistakes, learn from your past, learn from your bad habits and try not to repeat them. And then, at least if you're like me, you'll find yourself in very similar situations And then you have to have a moment of reflection. You're like, wait a minute, this is all very familiar. Why is it familiar? Oh, because you're not changing those habits. Um, And I know, again, my my personal example is um, I, and this is also another thing that we're going to talk about, um, types of people that we're attracted to. I have always been attracted to just the creative types. So people who are into art, people who are into music, painting, all of that stuff. The stuff that would be labeled, I guess, unconventional. Um, I've always been attracted to people who immerse themselves in that to some degree, partly because I never considered myself much of an artist. I usually look at it from the scope of painting and, uh, like, you know, illustrative art. Um, my dad, however, he paints, he plays the piano, he does karate, he does, like, a lot of different things. He's also a smart guy, so I feel like that also has something to do with it, but every time I find myself, like, with a serious crush on someone... In the age of SoundCloud rappers, it always happens to be someone with a SoundCloud. And, you know, <laughs> after it didn't work out the first first time and a half, I was like, all right, Z, no more. No more SoundCloud rappers. And then every time I'm interested in someone, you know, I follow them on Instagram and then there's the link. And I'm like, oh, yay. But at the same time, like, shout out to you for having something that you're passionate about and pursuing it because I can't say the same for myself. And I think that is something that plays a big role. Um, At the end of the day, whatever these people are into, they're ready to dedicate 100% of their lives to it. And I definitely do have some envy in that because I I can't sit here and tell you that I have something that I'm willing to do the same for. Um, So that might be part of it. It might be because, you know, my dad is artsy. Um... No clue. But it also, historically, has never been successful for me. Um, but in the one, the other episode that, if you guys listen to, uh, Coach of Cuffing Season, I talk about giving myself the space to explore those feelings regardless of what the outcome is because, you know, life is short, so live it. But also, you know, it can get a little tiring and redundant, but... It'd be like that. <laughs> It'd be like that. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> A lot of points were made. Um, I want you guys to know Zora has a pen and notebook paper, and she's actively writing notes to give you the most accurate tea. Being a Virgo is a blessing and a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But two things that I think are really important here. Um, Okay, so you told your story. I suppose I'll tell mine. Um, I am also attracted to very artsy people, but I'm attracted to people that I guess, to me, think outside the box or present me with, I guess, something that I didn't know too much about. Um, however, the negative is that they're typically manipulative. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm seeing a lot of potential, which, by the way, if you don't act on it, it doesn't exist. You don't have any. That's what that means. Okay? And for the ladies and gentlemen and anyone in between... Um, do not do something for someone or get into a relationship because you see their potential and they're not acting on it. If you're not acting on it, it doesn't matter. You can have all the, quote, potential in the world. Nothing is going to manifest from it if you don't do something about it. <laughs> Real rap roll. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, those are the types I'm typically attracted to. Same. And I think something I had to do in relationships, friendships, I... It's not that I can't rely on people so much, but I cannot always give you the benefit of the doubt. 
oh, but you're like this. Oh, you do this. So this is really anticipated. Okay. So then talking to myself about it, if this is anticipated and I don't like this, should this person really be here? And that's the conversation I find myself in, have found myself in. Um, and especially, well, I've graduated from college from those who do not know. Um, especially after graduating from college, there's a lot that I feel I tolerated. I feel like I kind of put myself through because I didn't take the signs as they came. Um, and I'm realizing how important it is just for my health and just for myself that some people can't make it. <laughs> not with me. <laughs> you know, I, and it's, it's, that's not meant to, like, sound harsh. That's not meant to, like, sound, I guess, coming from a hateful place. Some people, you know, it's all still love, but we just don't see eye to eye or you're just not what's good for me or I'm noticing a lot of things and you're letting a lot slide and that's not okay with me. Um, doesn't always have to be hard feelings, you know. It could be cool. <laughs> oh, God. You made a lot of good points. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so and that's an important... That, that last one is an important point, I think, too, because... Um, First of all, hindsight really is twenty twenty. Oh, this shit. But why you gotta be behind me? Oh my god, <laughs> I hate that. Um, but also, that's the thing, and I feel like too many people are very eager to stay angry and just stay negative about situations. And like, that's not to say like you're not supposed to feel bad. Like, if something bad happens, feel bad about it. You know, work through those emotions definitely. But if that was, you know one, two, three, four years ago, and you're still harboring negative emotions just because someone wronged you, like, people are going to wrong you in this life. And a lot of times it's the people that you least expect. So again, work through those emotions, but also, you know, take a moment to look at it for what it is. See if you can identify the lessons. Again, identify those habits so maybe you can work on not repeating them. Uh, recognize your emotions. Like, think about how you felt in this moment versus how you felt in that moment. And, you know... Forgiveness is not, forgiveness is not like an eraser that's going to take away whatever someone's done. It's going to stay there, but it's, it's more, it's more of a personal thing I find. So I, you know, I don't harbor hate for like past romantic relationships, past, past platonic relationships. You just have to recognize them for what they were. Find the value in, you know, what you did have because those relationships meant something to you when one way or the other. They didn't not, you know, we're not going to pretend now because my feelings got hurt that you don't matter anymore. Like you, 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 you probably meant like a significant, a lot, like, okay, what are words? You probably meant a significant amount to me. Um, so I have to appreciate that, but I can also recognize that, you know, we no longer have a place for one another in each other's lives and that's okay too. And I can forgive you for, you know, not knowing how to interact with me. I can forgive myself, maybe, for not knowing how to interact with you. Whatever the case is, and just keep it pushing, you know. I can reflect on it. I can think about it from time to time. But there's no reason that I should keep going months, years after Incident X, angry and hateful and vengeful. And so many people, like, you know, I can't stand my ex or, you know, she used to be my best friend and she wronged me. Yeah, people are flawed, and a lot of people are going to do really dumb things, especially when you don't want them to, but you can't control that. You can only be the best you that you can be, and hopefully everything around you acts accordingly. But as we all know, <laughs> that seldom happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, I think something important that you said is, I guess, seeing everybody as, like, you're human, you're flawed. That's kind of what helped me through... I guess, certain situations with a few people. Um, yes, I didn't expect you to do any of this, but, you know, you're just like me and I'm not perfect, so. But I guess sometimes I'm just not fucking over it. <laughs> also. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm just not over it. Like, it's, okay. I know I'm flawed. I know I, I do things improperly sometimes. I get it. And I guess it just all comes back to, like, who you are and the way you perceive it. To me, I think as long as you own up to it and try to, if not fix, just at least be cool with your surroundings and what's 
going on in your relationships, it doesn't have to be, nothing has to be perfect and it's not going to be anyway, but I just think that there's a proper way to do things or like a proper way to say or go about something. Okay, getting back to um, (laughs) the preferences in relationships. I think that this particular topic has been all about the way people are going about it or what they're saying. Um, But I still don't 100% understand. Um, Okay, so there were people on social media saying that, you know, they prefer dark-skinned people over, like, light-skinned people, or they prefer light-skinned women over, you know, other or certain races or ethnicities. And then there was a big group of people who were offended and a big group of people who were like, what's the big deal? It's just what you prefer in someone. And I didn't fully understand it when it was first happening, but then, like, as the conversation kept on, I realized colorism plays its certain role, and then I guess people's genuine preferences... Like, okay, this is also where I got confused. I think it just came down to the way like some people were explaining well yeah I prefer light-skinned people or I notice I typically gravitate and date light-skinned people but that doesn't mean I wouldn't date someone who's dark-skinned but everybody was also not explaining every detail of their thinking in some of them right and people were still offended so (laughs) (laughs) no I mean well social media is a blessing and a curse and also, we have to remember that a lot of the times we end up having conversations meant for, like, a certain group of people, but you can't control, you know, the reach of something. So you and I could be having a Twitter conversation from the scope of, you know, students who graduated college with a liberal arts four-year degree and someone who didn't <laughs> could come into the conversation. So they're not going to see it from where we're coming from. Um Definitely as far as, like, physical preferences and things like that go. You know, like you said, colorism does play its role. And, again, a lot of people aren't really articulating what exactly they mean. So there's a difference between you looking through your dating habits and being like, oh, I seem to date, you know, curly-haired girls with freckles and wide noses versus you saying, oh, I only date light skins um, just because X, Y, and Z. And, like... There's like, there's the one where it's just like, this is my, this is happens to be my habit because maybe, you know, maybe my mom is light skinned with freckles and curly hair and a wide nose and I just kind of see beauty like that. Or then there's also, I'm never going to date someone dark. I don't care how beautiful or handsome that person is. I think dark is ugly. Um, so I think the, the colorism and the maliciousness comes in when like your preference is at the expense of another group. Um, Not because you've had a bad history with that group, because I have a friend who um, has been teased by light-skinned guys because she was darker. So, you know, as she grew up, she didn't feel attractive, like, to those people and was also more attracted to people who looked more like her. That's a result of, you know, that's that's a direct result of colorism and, you know, malice versus, you know, and even so, she still wouldn't not you know, entertain someone who was light-skinned, but that was her, like, negative experience versus, you know, someone who, again, like, someone like me, if you look at the people who I've been in relationships with, I don't, I can't tell you I have a type, specifically, because I'm attracted to (laughs) damn near everything, but, you know, my actual boyfriends have always been over six foot, they've been brown skin or dark brown skin, um, and they've been, you know, teddy bears, and that's, that's just what I've dated, but that's not my specific type. I don't, I don't think I have one. Um, but I wouldn't not date someone who deviated from that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's the people who, you know, say, yeah, I'm into this type of person, but you know, um, they'll be also in the same vein. Oh, well, this person is beautiful and she's got, or he's got everything I'm looking for in a person, but you know, they're not six feet tall or I don't like their skin complexion, so no. And it's like, you're you're not about to write off this whole group of people just because, like, what? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's silly. And I guess that's another part that I didn't understand. I'm like, are there actually people who are dismissing whole groups of people because they yeah. had a bad experience with one person who looks like this? Yeah. Like, 
Yes. So there, so there are there are those people, and some of them were definitely engaging in the conversation. But I think a good portion of the people who were engaging in the conversation was just simply saying, you know, oh, like this is my dating history. These are the types of people I find attractive. Now there was some conflict because again, we can have like the light skin, dark skin conversation, and there were people, um, girls and guys, saying, you know, oh, I just think that, <clears throat> you know, light skin girls or light skin guys are prettier, and it's like, okay. But like, no. what's your evidence? <laughs> you know, like what what exactly like do you have science to back this up? Because, you know, again that that is definitely it may not be direct, but it's definitely a result of you know, colorism and you know Western colonial beauty standards and things like that. Right, and I don't know about any of those people, but I've seen ugly people from all scopes of the rainbow. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. So it's things like that, and you know the girls will joke like, oh well. He's nice, but he's five seven, and I can't do that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, like, come on, girl, you know. Um, and like, like, and uh, not to say it's okay to joke like that, but like a lot of people make jokes, you know, in that vein. Like, oh, I don't want to date a guy who's shorter than me, or oh, you know, I don't guys don't want to date a girl that's taller than them. But then you come, sometimes you come across a person, and like that's how you know that you're grown up because like you really are attracted to them like for on the inside <laughs> not just on the outside and it's it's fine and then you're like wow I guess I was being silly when I said you know only girls who are five foot five and below or whatever the case may have been because now you've met someone who's decisively changed your mind just by being who they are and granted and... this doesn't happen unless you know you're one of these people because if you're let's say you're one of the people who let your friends convince you oh they still ain't shit they still <laughs> under six foot there's still you know and a lot of people are letting their friends and their boys and their girls influence what they think about certain people to the point where you'll have people not dating people because their friends think they're ugly or something and that's weird like you and some of your friends are ugly so (laughs) i don't think they're anybody to like be judging anybody else's appearance truly but, you know, that's the nature of some relationships today. Not even just today, like, in general. But, you know, obviously we see it more because we have, you know, different means of seeing what's going on in more parts of the world and just different perspectives at all times. But, you know, it's that's definitely pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty ugly. So what we're about to do now is going to go on a short break. And we will be back to talk more about our perceptions of relationships. Uh, Zora brought up a good point earlier about sometimes you're just not over it. And I've got a 100% true-to-life example that I'm going to share with you, the fans, just because uh, that's what we're doing here. So And you deserve it. Thank you. Nope, she meant you guys. <laughs> um, so <laughs> take this time, go pee, get your snacks. Uh, we will BRB. All right, we have returned. Um, so in the intro, you guys heard me do my fake cover of a song. And the song was Happy Without Me by Chloe and Halle off of their Grammy-nominated album, The Kids Are Alright. I've added it to a playlist of songs that uh, the the general vibe is just, you know, are relatively alternative slash standard R&B singers um, singing about their relationships. Some of the standouts that I wrote out were Happy Without Me, uh, Sweetest Taboo, Sade, and Until Then, I Imagine, by Jill Scott. And there's no real theme to the playlist. The playlist is just vibes. And the, the content of the songs range from, oh, we broke up and I miss you, to we broke up and it was for the better, to I can't wait till you come home so we could get down and dirty. Um, you know, just a lot, a lot of feelings. And um, right now in this time period of my life, no, no boyfriends, definitely some crushes or like one <laughs> particularly, but I, first of all, I opened the song, I opened the episode singing the song just because like it's a vibe, but it also got me thinking as far as like, again, past romantic relationships, whether they were exclusive or not, whatever the case was, have I ever felt as if. Well, okay, the line of the song is that it breaks my heart to see you happy without me. And I was like, but have I ever really felt that way about any of my past romances? Like, do I genuinely feel sad 
disappointed, regretful that we're no longer together. And I think that the answer across all platforms is no. <laughs> across all platforms. So that means over here too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just, um, I don't think, like, I ever really felt envious, like, you know, I miss you. I think we would be good together now. Um, I'm very, I'm very much pleased with the time that I spent with those people. But I also recognized, you know, when the time was over, the time was over. And there, you know, there was no sense in moving backwards and, you know, only move forward. What do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Every I try not to do this just because I guess there are certain things for me that are very obvious. So I just try not to look behind me too much, especially if I feel like I've moved on. Um, I can't say that I want any of my old relationships back. I can't say that I, I can't say that I want to know how those people are doing. Um, and again, this is not from a place of like hate or, you know, oh, I hope, I hope life is treating you the way you treated me, bitch. Like, it's not <laughs> like that. Um, you know, I'm just not interested. And I think at a certain point, yeah, like you said before, hindsight is twenty twenty. At a certain point, you're like, this relationship at a certain point just didn't serve us anymore. So, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, man. I don't know. It's just so, it's not weird, at least for me. But I've just been doing a lot of reflecting on that because, you know, one of my past romances, we're now in like a communicative spot where we can, you know, talk to one another and it's just very casual and like, you know, whatever. And um, this is actually the same one, the cliffhanger that I left you guys at the break. Um, you know, when, when the relationship was fresh over, I was less hurt and sad and more so disappointed. Um, just because I felt like, the, <laughs> these are my words, my dramatic words, I felt the ending wasn't poetic enough <laughs> to justify the relationship that was. You know I'm a slut for poetry. <laughs> Right, and so I just kind of felt like it was just so, it was so mediocre and the ending just deserved to be a little bit more extravagant. Um, but, you know, whatever the case was, I forgave the situation, like, you know, very soon after. Because I also noticed there was no value in me, you know, staying angry and being sad or whatever the case was. Um, I definitely, like, you know at the end I had negative emotions but again it was less it was less hurt and just more so disappointment but and it was also like a pride thing as well and um I had to like meditate and pray in order to like relieve those relieve that energy that I had and I found myself though like a year later between a year and two years later I got really angry one time randomly just like thinking about it. I was reflecting and I just got very angry but then I got angry with myself because I was like, all right, well, it's also been, you know, X amount of years. Why, why are you pressed? And I had a really good conversation with some of my dear friends. And my one friend goes, you know, well, when has he, I think, okay, I was upset because I just kind of felt like he didn't understand the severity of the ending of our relationship, the way I was looking at it. And my one friend said, you know, when has he ever shown you that he is an accountable person and practices accountability? And I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> never. <laughs> and so my friend's like, so why did you think that the situation was going to be any different? And I was like, because I was his whole GF, you know, I was, I was his girlfriend. I at least thought maybe, you know, something. And he's like, yeah, but if he doesn't do it with his family... He doesn't do it in his, you know, work relationships and his other personal relationships. Why all of a sudden would he practice accountability in this situation? And I was like, damn, <laughs> read me. And I had to understand. I was like, you know, there's I, I can't ask someone to be someone that they're not and do something that they just don't know how to do just because it's me in this situation. And once I like got that, 
all like the anger and stuff that I had that kept like festering and popping up in random times that hasn't happened since and even now when I I talk to the old romance like we're cool now sometimes we even hang out um I don't look at him like you're stupid <laughs> and you made dumb decisions it's just like hey man you're just a human being and you're a real product of your experiences and your environment and some of those experiences just don't correlate with my experiences and that's okay because we're both doing our best <laughs> and and when you show me something it is 100% up to me whether or not I opt to believe you. Yes. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that too. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary pals, have you seen or heard the tweets slash the overall saying when someone shows you who they are or tells you who they are, believe them the first time? Because I have, except for that, I don't listen. Likewise. Ever. <laughs> and as much as I hate to say it, my mother is always right. Um, yeah, retweet. I hate to say it. <laughs> But my mother is always right. Um, there is no, well, in my personal experience, there has never been a reason for me to not believe someone because I've been directly told, <laughs> I've been shown. <laughs> All I need for them is to, like, take my notebook and, like, start writing it out for me <laughs> with my hand. I've had people tell me everything. I ain't shit. I'm dumb. <laughs> I I'll waste your time. Like <laughs> I don't know what else it's gonna take for me to get it, but um, I'm working on it. I can promise you that it's been acknowledged. <laughs> and listen, I'm really trying. But then for the rest of you who might come in contact with me. If you tell me something about yourself, do not get upset when I finally believe you. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Like, um, I, you, you brought this up earlier. I 100%, well, no, I'd say a smooth, like 75%. I give people the benefit of the doubt just because I'm able to recognize that even people, yes, people are going to show you their true colors or whatever the case may be, but a lot of times people also just don't know how to especially in the beginning like I'm just meeting someone or whatever the case may be you know some people are very good at portraying who they are like first impressions and some people you have to work up to that you know they're like cats you gotta <laughs> earn their trust you know right exactly you gotta earn their trust you gotta get them to trust <laughs> you and then they can show you who they are but at the same time all of my past romances things that have come out of their mouths to me I ain't shit. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I'm horrid. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. And then me, understanding that, you know, people are complex. No, I'm sure you're not. You just, you know, you've got such potential. I don't tell them don't that they have potential. Don't say that about like, yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're never a dub. <laughs> oh my God. Just like <laughs> things like that. And they're like, wow, you're so positive. Here, let me siphon that energy. And it's like, My female oh. ancestors are shaking in my <laughs> And, you know, then I want to wonder why suddenly I'm surprised when the guy who tells me he's a bad guy does a bad thing. Or when the guy who tells me that he's regular or... He ain't shit. Show some ain't shit behavior. And then it's like, oh. And then they do it. And I call them out on it. And again, literally has happened to me. They've said, well, I told you I wasn't shit. Or I told you I was a bad guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I didn't believe you. <laughs> well, when they do these things and you know, and they know you know, but they want to still argue with you. And I'm like, okay, so I think it's just time for me to remove myself. You know? So, again, don't take it personal if I'm saying something and, like, perhaps, like, someone is listening and they're like, hmm, she might be talking about me. I could very well be talking about you. Don't take it personal, but this is not okay for me. And you not considering me is also not okay for me. Hello? <laughs> like, I just... Me believing you. Li listen, you told me. I'm just believing you. It's not personal. It's just business. Like, <laughs> it's just business. You said point A, I absorbed point A, and now I'm regurgitating action B in correlation to point A. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man. But it's definitely something I gotta, you know, 
I gotta work on because we're also again like we said we're flawed human beings and so sometimes there's people who are just they got magnetic personalities whatever the case is and you just you just want to talk to them or you just want to be around them whatever the case is even though they're not really benefiting you you're just excited to like be in proximity and I'm a old I'm definitely a sucker for it more so in my past than I am now um, but it used to be bad, man. Like, especially obviously, you know, during puberty and stuff in like middle school when boys were really important. Um, but you know, it would be people who you can ask any one of my close friends, even my mom from the, those time periods, literally 85% of the guys who I had crushes on, who I was interested in, there was no justification. Um, they were not necessarily stand-up people. <laughs> it's me fantasizing. It's yeah. me romanticizing. But what even am I romanticizing? Because it's not like they're giving me anything it's to It's not like they have of. anything. Like, so I saw someone, I thought, you know what? You fit the script that I'm writing. Yes! Just a little bit. Just a little bit! <laughs> so, you win. <laughs> that literally was me in all of 8th grade with this guy who, one, I didn't even know. Two, I saw him maybe, like once per day just because he was in like my gym class or something i'm in love with someone i saw on the train <laughs> once four and a half years ago so you're talking to the right person and it just sucks like literally this kid was like one day again this was one random day in the fall i'm walking home i've seen him multiple times well because we live in the same vicinity so i've seen him it was fine it was, I was like there was there was no nothing special about this particular day and I was just, again, writing a script in my head because I happened to be walking home alone that day. And I was just romanticizing rela- relationships because of, you know, the media I was consuming. <laughs> and I was like, what if this kid behind me just came up to me and was like, I think you're beautiful. Let's go out for, I don't know, ice cream or whatever kids do for dates. Fro-yo. I don't know. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and literally, I was like, okay. And then I saw him the next day and I was like, oh, there's the boy from the script. And that was it. And literally for the rest of my entire eighth grade year, all the while, I told my best friend, I was like, hey, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know his name. And he's really not all that cute. But I have a crush on him. And my best friend literally, she said, why? Because he's the one. (laughs) Are you serious? And I was like, to be honest with you, I don't know. And I explained to her this situation just now. And she was like, that's weird. I get it. But also, chill out. Can you pick someone else? And I was like, I'll try. Could not. I, my mom saw him one day and she looked at me and she was like, what? My mother has literally <laughs> given me the same look about anyone I've ever been attracted to. My mother will look at me and go, that one? You don't want the one behind him? Like, I'm like, oh my yes. god. Like only, only literally this year, the year 2018, has my mom had faith in the types of people. I've been like, oh ma, I think this person is interesting or this person wants to take me out or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all right, yeah. She's like, I don't know what you were doing before, but I like this. And I'm like, thanks, mom. Um, but even these attractive people, they still play me for a fool. But that's not the topic of this conversation, I guess. <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. We'll um, see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just... <clears throat> Sometimes you're just attracted to people for no freaking reason. And I talk with one of my male friends about this a lot because he... <laughs> He thinks a lot of girls are pretty and he's not afraid to tell them. But he doesn't want to come off as creepy, but he also wants to let people know like, hi, I think you're attractive. And if you gave me the chance, I'd like to take you out for Froyo or whatever the case is. And he gets shut down a lot. And we were just talking one day and he's like, but no one even gave me a chance. And I'm like, yeah, but no one has to. And he was just, you know, really frustrated. And I was just trying to explain it to him, but I couldn't even explain it because look at the stuff I just said just now, like. There's plenty of people that I've been attracted to that I have no business being attracted to and they really weren't offering anything for me to be attractive to, attracted to other than the fact that I just was. Maybe I was bored. I don't know. But like it really became a very serious infatuation for me. And on the flip side, there were people, again, I was just talking to one of my other friends about this. There's one guy who, when I met him and also got to know him, in my head, I said, he quite literally is everything that I should be with. I do not want him. And Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like great guy, we're cool friends and everything and he's doing great things and it's woohoo. But if the opportunity ever came for us to pursue one another romantically, I would say no. And it's he's a good-looking guy. 
got a good education, a go-getter. He's got plans. He's doing big things now. It's great. For us in our age group, he's the one. Yeah. Like, he's like, perfect. He's, he's a very top-notch guy. <laughs> Not attracted to him. And I have to say, this is very important because people are always talking about the friend zone. People are always talking... Listen, sometimes it's just not there. It's just and not there. And that's fine. Like, the the rejection part sucks. But I feel the cooler you move on from it, just the cooler you're just going to feel about it. Like, you know? You know? And I'm going to flash back to what you said about, like, you were talking to your mom and she was saying, I don't know what you were doing before, <laughs> but I'm glad we're doing, I'm glad we got here now. Yes. <clears throat> I, especially in recent months, like, I haven't dated, I this is the first time in my life where I'm enjoying being single as opposed to, I guess, I want a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think, and it's disgusting. We're so socialized. Well, I realized I was extremely socialized (laughs) in my life (laughs) to want a boyfriend. There is nothing I watched on television. Well, very few things I watched on television that didn't promote women wanting a relationship or, it's, it, it went past wanting it. It was like that was one of the number one desires and what they were like actually doing anything else wise was a side note. Right. And it's like, but I feel like the relate like me now, the relationship should definitely be the side note because a career, my family, my friends, like <laughs> for self-fulfillment and literally anything the, for a man. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Like, what? And all the ones that are attracted to me don't have anything. So, for what? Also. You know? So, this is the first time that I'm like, listen, if I end up like Tracy Ellis Ross, I'm okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? I am okay. Listen, if you guys listen to the other episode, I brought up the whole Oprah Stedman thing. They're not married. If anything goes wrong between Oprah and Stedman, no one's losing anything. He's going to go back to his home where he usually stays. She's going to stay at the Oprah Manor. Everyone keeps their bag respectively. (laughs) And they're going to keep it moving. And if things go well, they've got each other. And there are no, you know, kids to complicate everything since, again, not judging, but also this doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) You're okay with having a baby with somebody, but marriage is too much of a commitment. I, I don't, I don't get it. You're stuck with this living, breathing, pooping, crying, screaming thing until it doesn't do that anymore one day. (laughs) And you have to pay for everything. Everything comes out of your pocket. Like, that's also an investment. You don't have to have a wedding to be married, but like... Yeah, you can go down to City Hall and at the end of the day, tear that shit up if you have to. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, like, A baby eats. And you gotta put it somewhere to sleep. It's got to get medicine, it's got to get education, it's got to be well-rounded. <laughs> it's got to contribute to the world, you know? Oh, and that's going to cost you a very heavy bag. That's... Nope. Good grief. Nope. I'm not satisfied with the money I have now. Like... <laughs> I I am not bringing a person into this world. Absolutely not. Just because, like, what? I, however, mm-mm. however... No, ma'am. Tracy Ellis Ross <laughs> is going on vacations and getting lit on those vacations. Okay. No child, no man, and you know what? Because she doesn't want to share it with us, she probably has a boyfriend on every continent like I want. (laughs) So. Period. (laughs) Not going to be sad. And also, you telling me you don't have a man or you're not married is never going to offend me ever. At all. Ever. Because again, Tracy Ellis Ross is doing just fine. (laughs) Cardi B, however, oh. is being harassed. You know what? We're not going to talk about her right now. It's a very sensitive time. But Tracy. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. We I will. you that. One day. Um, but we got our own issues right now. <laughs> um, but, like, yes. Hello. Besides, you know, obviously her career, Tracy's a prof- professional award show host and bruncher. And um, I really cannot think of anything better. Do you know what I would do to be a professional bruncher? <laughs> Like, Listen, that's the dream. Yacht parties with my fellow black actors. <clears throat> and doing what I love. Not hating my job or my yeah. life and doing something that brings me fulfillment and happiness. Wow. So I don't have to invest it. Again, this is not a bad thing. Not judging. But you know what? So I have the option to not invest my happiness and livelihood into a man and babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you say a man and baby, they sound like things. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, they sound like accessories like, uh, <laughs> under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Ooh, look, a man and babies. <laughs> look at what the stork brought this year. Aww. Tragic. No, but, you know, and it's that's the other thing. This goes back to the whole the dating thing. You know, you need to... You need to assess what you want, like, before you start going after it. And involving <laughs> other people who have lives and other people attached to them. You like, know? this isn't just something that affects you. Or right. Or the person who you obviously don't care about. Yes. Because, you know, if you did. If you love something, sometimes you gotta let it go. If you love something, sometimes you have to help nurture it. But you're not obligated to do any of that. You're not, and you should put that information in the forefront, you know? Like, if you're going about this nonchalant and you kind of just want someone who you can go to the movies with on Thursday specifically, you need to enter that conversation with, I just want someone who I can go to the movies with on Thursdays. Because then you're going to have someone on the other side talking about, oh, I think I found my wife. (laughs) And it's like, nope, you found a Thursday night movie partner. But, you know, if you're not having that conversation... And taking that time to learn about one another first, now suddenly no one knows what they want or they both want two very opposing things. It gets very messy, very hectic, and now you have to end what could have been a very nice regular relationship and you never talk to this person ever again because things got weird because no one wanted to open their mouths in the beginning. What? Which I don't understand why that's ever a problem. Like, I understand things are uncomfortable to talk about, but at what point... Do you acknowledge the ginormous elephant in the room when it's obviously there, you know? And I don't understand, again, just a me thing, I don't understand why people are okay with this. You're obviously uncomfortable. You obviously know that this is not okay. And you're just still not gonna do anything about it. It's not me, but, um, okay. Also... Like Zanaya was saying, bring everything that you're entering this relationship in up front. If you enter an agreement with someone and you see they're not honoring the agreement, you have every right to crip walk out of their lives without a word. <laughs> and um, you never this have to see that person This podcast has no affiliations. Again. Yes. <laughs> um, you don't have to stay there. Especially if someone's, you know, blatantly ignoring you and your feelings. You don't have to stay there. It's a two-way street, man. It is a two-way street. You can either get walked all over, you can get walked over and then address the fact that you're being walked over, but if you continue to get walked over, then you should walk out. Nice. It's complex, but it doesn't have to be that complex. And again, there's, you know, yes, it can be uncomfortable talking about things, but what's more uncomfortable, you know? Having a conversation about, like, your intentions or getting into an argument that could have been avoided and now you know ruining a relationship for no other reason other than that someone was shy you know think think about it think about it because it doesn't have to be and then and then the thing is you'll avoid the conversation beforehand and then complain to the ends of the earth after the fact well, there's nothing I could have done. There was even though there were several things I could have done at several points, beginning, middle, and end. You know, and in hindsight, <laughs> and it's okay to say that you're uncomfortable. It's okay to if you're gonna speak, speak with your chest. Hello. Listen, I'm very uncomfortable. These are not conversations I enjoy having. I'm not quite sure what to say, but here's what's going through my head. Done. And there it is. And to me, if you're above the age of 18, you should, and you've had the education that you need to, you know, communicate because, you know, let's face it, it's life. It'd be like that. Not everybody has access to education. Not everybody has money to do these things. But if you have, and if you do, there's no reason for you to not be able to effectively communicate. They can't see me, but... Yeah, but we're all making faces. (laughs) We're all making faces and gestures. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. Um, so speaking of intent... Do you know what you want in a partner? Because I don't. I think I do, but... You know, I th- I also think I do. It changes. But <laughs> I think it also changes with what I'm exposed to, because since graduated, like, I've been exposed to, like, a lot of different people, a lot of different places and ethnicities and all this stuff, and 
You know what's really occurred to me? I don't know shit. <laughs> like about anything. <laughs> because then I've opened up to like so many more new things. And it's like, you know, I know what I would like in a partnership. Like, I guess very basic things, you know, respect, support. <laughs> right. Kindness and nurturing. Like reciprocation, you know, those kind of things. But I guess when you're getting down to like the dirty details, not really. I also I know, like, some of the things that I don't want to tolerate and that I'm not going to tolerate because of what I've been through already. Mm-hmm. But every time I meet someone new or, like, new people, I have to see where my boundaries are now. Because now I know that, you know, I have boundaries and I can set them and I can do certain things. That's also allowed. And not only is it allowed, but once you start doing these things, you just notice a lot of people drop out of your life. Because, you know... They don't like the fact that now they can't do or say to you whatever they want to do or say to you because, oh, fuck you, now you have boundaries. But <laughs> I digress. Um, I guess in my adventures of being single, I'm also learning where all my boundaries are. So I think that's another reason why I'm not very interested in dating right now. Because I'd like to have this figured out before I let someone that close to me ever again. Fair. I agree, as long as, like, as far as the basic stuff goes. Um, but yeah, that's just something that I'm figuring it out. Oh, I can't speak, so whatever. But it's something that I'm figuring out. And if you guys are tuning in, you'll probably be along for the journey as I figure it out. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Maybe I will be the vodka auntie who has boyfriends on different continents. And they've all got something different to bring to the table, and it's fine. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll be a cat lady. Um, or maybe I'll be the host of a successful podcast. Um, Wink. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the case is. It's also not up to us to have it figured out now. Um, some people do. Um, you know, I'm 22. And some people I know are married. Some people I know have one, two, even three kids or had, you know, when they were 22 were at a way different place in their life. I know grandparents that don't have it figured out. Right. So, you know, every to each their own, essentially. So there's no rush. Um, But I think I think that's about all we got for this this topic. Yep. That's all I got. Thank Thank you you. so much for having me. Thank you for being here. This was (laughs) truly a treat. Um, I'm going to take another short break. And I'll be back to sign you guys off and with some music recommendations. So go uh, wipe the crumbs off your face, I guess, if you've got some snacks. And I'll be right back. So thank you again to Zora for coming and talking with me about our relationship with relationships. Um, I may have lied about the music recommendations. I'm not going to tell you them here. If you follow the Instagram, the post that tells you that this episode is live also has a list an entire list of the playlist that i've mentioned earlier um it's called black women but in french just like this episode is titled uh black woman in love (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed and happy valentine's day if you're listening to this before or during or around i don't have plans except for class and some meetings I would like to go on a sushi date, but I'll probably have to take myself on it because you guys can't be trusted. All right, toodles. (laughs) I'll catch you on the next one.